Hey guys, welcome to HowlCast. This week, I'm your host, John Stallone. And uh, we're talking to Jim Curcuto of Outdoor Stewards of Conservation. Uh, they put out, or they got the grant to get um, a survey done or study done uh, that's typically done every every two to three, excuse me, every three to five years, and it was done this in two years since the last. Um, that really just jumps into um, like the attitude of Americans towards hunting and fishing. And um, it's, it's really, you should get a hold of the actual, I'm going to put a link in the show notes here. It's really interesting to go through it and take a look at it and kind of see the trends. Uh, we're going to go over the fact that in the last two years, we have lost about 10 million people in the United States that initially supported um, hunting and fishing and no longer, which is kind of alarming. So uh, it's a good episode. Tune in um, and uh, and listen to everything we got to say. But before I get to that, I wanted to give you guys a heads up. We are doing a hunt giveaway. Um, if you followed me or uh, Charles personally, uh, you know that Charles has been hunting with me in South Dakota for the last, I don't know, five or six years. But I've been hunting there since two, 2006, and I uh, we guide there. And uh, we are donating a mule deer hunt, fully outfitted mule deer hunt. So if you purchase, we have a $100 membership if you purchase this membership, it automatically puts you in the drawing for this hunt. It's valued at $13,800. Your meals, lodging, guide, taxidermy, and the f- hunt will be filmed. So it's a really awesome deal. Uh, get to see a lot of mule deer. You can have a really good time. Um, it's a probably the best big game hunt giveaway odds in the United States that I know of. Um, So get involved in that. Just go to our membership page and choose the hunt giveaway membership. It's a hundred dollars and that's it. Enjoy the episode. So today we're going to talk to Jim Kerkruto from uh, the outdoor stewards. Um, Actually, the last time I had you on here, I think you were still with NSSF, right? Maybe or no? Maybe you no. You just yeah. had started. Maybe I think no, you just. It was oh, four and a half years ago. It's amazing. Oh I'm Jesus, my man! Yeah, lots happened. Huh? That that uh, that's that's crazy. So I, I I was happy to see that you're still involved in this, um, you know, um, study on the United States attitude towards hunting and fishing. Um, I know you were part of that big when you were with the NSSF and uh, now, you know, you're doing it with your own organization, which is great. Um, So before we kind of get into all that, give us a little quick rundown about yourself and then uh, we'll hit it. Yeah. Yeah. So like you said, I used to work for NSSF for 11 years and 2009 to 2021, early 21. Um, And then at that point I uh, started a nonprofit in, in mid 2021 called Outdoor Stewards of Conservation Foundation, and it, you know I do a lot of the same things I was doing with NSSF. We conduct research, um, and you know we act on that research, and we built several programs that um, help support our mission, which is to help uh, recruit the next generation of what we call hats hunters, anglers, trappers, and shooters. Mm-hmm. And then promote the fact that those hats are primary funders and stewards of uh, land, fish, and wildlife conservation in America. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, we still, like I said, we still do that research. And when you reached out to me on the, uh, you know, American Attitudes study there, um, you know, it's definitely uh, a topic of concern. Unfortunately, last time we spoke, I was 
I went back and listened to that podcast the other day, and I was like, oh, I was Mr. Happy. I was positive about everything, you know, good administration, <laughs> better communications, and, you know, uh, yeah. obviously a lot has happened in the past four and a half years. You know, we got a lot of new gun owners, you know, during COVID and all that stuff, and, you know, so there's new gun owners to market, but we just, I think we've got some holes that we got to fill still. Yeah. Well, which is crazy to me, speaking of gun owners, like, was it like 20 million guns or, or is it 20 million more gun owners were, uh, was, were formed in the last two years or since the COVID era, but over, but overall, uh, approval of the shooting sports went down. Yeah. It's just one weird dynamic and something that we can get into a little bit further about what we're going to do about it. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, during COVID that whatever, mid 20, 20 through 22 during that two year period, oh, yeah, 15, 20 million new gun owners out there, first time gun buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, good news, right? But I think the bad news is we didn't, we be in the industry and agencies and NGOs didn't do a great job communicating with them. The vast majority of them were buying a semi automatic handgun for personal protection. Mm. Um, and we just didn't do do good enough communication to cross them over into active participants in, in the recreational side of gun ownership. And, uh, you know, that's something that we're working on at Outdoor Stewards as well. Yeah. I think that's the, the crux of the problem to begin with, with, with all this stuff is the communication we've, yeah, the, especially from the hunting sports, you know, the hunting community, um, we do a piss poor job of communicating. What well, we, what I, we I do, what we yeah. what we've done, you know, um, right. showing people uh, what's important to hunters, all the great things that we we do on the conservation side, from man, you know management standpoint, uh, funding, you know, all that all that stuff that goes into play, but also even the like the intrinsic values of hunting, like what what it is to be, you know, hunting, we, we're, we're actually starting a program called hunting is human and, and showing that human side of hunting. We don't put that out there. We let other people write our narratives for us. We write, let other people write the story. I hate that word narrative because right. it's got a negative con- uh, connotation, but, um, anyway, I, it's like, I, uh, I think that I don't know exactly how we're going to do it. I got ideas. We have ideas with how wildlife has ideas. Um, And hopefully they're good ones. But I know we need to do a much, much better job as as a whole um, writing our own story, letting letting people know what's going on and really educating in a grassroots manner as well as on a grand scale. So. Yeah, and like I said, I thought, you know, I thought we, you know, five years ago, I said, okay, we're, we set the stage to communicate better, and um, we just maybe dropped the ball on the positive contributions of, of hunters and gun owners, right? Because there are plenty of positive contributions. You hit on the primary one. We are the primary funders of conservation in America, $3.6 billion a year coming from, you know, a combination of hunting, fishing license sales and excise tax products on guns and mm-hmm. ammo and bows and arrows and rods, reels and lures, and, you know, sprinkle in, uh, you know, the contributions that we make to the Ducks Unlimited and Rocky Mountain Elks, $10 million a day coming from those 60 million hats, right? The hunters, anglers, trappers and shooters. And mm-hmm. there's no other, there's no other second, you know, I was having a conversation actually with a, with a, a fish and wildlife guy about uh well you know the blm and you know there's a lot of other you know ways that we support conservation i said well and i guess we're double dipping right because those those places get tax dollars from yeah guess guess who right yep. hats right so everybody's paying those taxes but exactly only hats are are providing that extra 3.6 billion so uh it was, it was a yeah. it was a short conversation <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's 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 hard for people to grasp that whole situation because even stuff like, and I'm not sure that I'm on board with this, but like Rawa stuff like that, you know, where they're trying to get, um, they're trying to get funding from the general public. So, but would it doesn't exclude the, you know, 16 million hunters or the 60 million 
uh, anglers or whatever it is, <laughs> 70 million, 70 million uh, sh- uh, shooters. You know, it doesn't exclude that. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a double-dipping situation. My, my fear on those things are we've always had a big voice because it's been a user pay. And right. if we start giving the voice to the general public, you know, this all... I mean, I know this studies social science, right? But I I have a hard time when social science is the main... Like, it should be a component of management. And I don't know what percentage that is, but I'm just going to throw out arbitrary. You know, I think it should be like, you know, 80% science science and 20% human science, you know, or social science. Um, so, but when you when you start giving like the, the masses more more of a, a bigger seat at the table by, you know, okay, no, now I have, I deserve to be here because I, part of my tax dollars goes to this and da, 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 da. I feel like that's a slippery slope. And I, and I, I feel like if you look at the big picture and, and look at what has happened over the years and how we've been able to manage or maintain, I should say, our voice and our seat at the table at the conservation table is the fact that we bring in the most money because it's always about the mighty dollar. You know, when it comes to the government, it's always, when it comes to most things, it's always about the mighty dollar. Right. So, um, that allows us to have the biggest voice. And I feel like it minimizes our voice a little bit. If you, if you have, well, we're, 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 you know, we're part of this too. Even though, even though we'd still be part of that, you know, that population, but. I think we got to couple that, right, with other messages about the positive contributions, right? Mm-hmm. 60 million meals donated, venison, you know, to feed the hungry in America. And, um, you know, NRA just came out with that National Wild Game Meat Donation Month um, to help highlight that. It's not an NRA branded uh, no. effort. It's just out there for everybody. And, you know, that it just started this past November, right? That's the first time they did it. It was a good, good idea do that uh, positive promotion, right? Um, and I, you know, was telling somebody about that one the other day. They're like, I had no idea, right? That, and that was even like somebody within the industry. I had no idea that, you know, we're the number one feeders of the, you know, providing protein to the hungry in America, that major crisis that we've got right now. I didn't know we were number one. I knew we were high up there. See, you just taught me something too. Right. Uh, but again, right, we, hunters donate a can at the grocery store and, and at church, but yeah. we're double dipping again. We're, yeah. you know, the average person ain't bringing a, 80 pounds of, of a chunk of venison, right, to the butcher to, to get ground up and sent to food pantries. So, um, and then the third thing, right, is we're we're conservationists. We're not litter bugs. We maintain the environment. We you know, want a healthy environment. If we're landowners, we manage that land properly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Outdoor Stewards has a program called Fill a Bag While Filling Your Tag. Right. We distribute reusable biodegradable bags to our industry and agency partners. And, you know, you're out there. Doesn't matter how deep you are in the woods. And I know you go deep in the woods and, and you know, follow trout streams. You'll come across a dang mylar balloon or a styrofoam cup or mm-hmm. in Connecticut. You can't get away from damn fireball one-shot bottles of alcohol no matter where the heck you are. But, you know, so... <laughs> You know, this is that program there, you know, yeah. and we, we've distributed 100,000 bags, right? Wish we didn't have to, but, you know, because of our industry partners, the Fiocchi's and the Federals and state agencies, Alabama DNR, Tennessee Wildlife Resource, you know, we're getting these bags out there. And then we're asking people, snap a photo, put it on social media to, again, so that way we can tell the story, we can show others that we're the right. true you know, stewards of that and land managers of conservation. So, yeah, that's um, huge. you know, slow and steady, we're getting there, but uh, long, long road ahead, as we saw from the, you know, the most recent research. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's dive into this survey a little bit. Let's, yeah. let's talk about, uh, well, I guess we'll talk about the elephant in the room, the negative trend. Um, I know we went from like, we've, we've been on a, pretty consistent positive yeah. trend since right. we started doing this thing what 30 years ago yeah uh, i think it was the mid 90s 95 so i believe i yeah. thought i read it yeah right and Responsive we management is the company that administers it you know they're uh, one of the top research firms for the outdoor industry and they've maybe had i'd say whatever 
10 iterations of this survey over the past, you know, 25 some years. Mm -hmm. And they've been done by you know, some picked up the bill at NSSF or through grants from the Fish and Wildlife or through the NRA. But uh, the most recent iteration, which was done last year, 2023, mm -hmm. uh, was conducted for Outdoor Stewards of Conservation. We received a grant from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife and the Association of Fish and Wildlife Agencies to update the, the data. And, um, you know, they had been done in 2021. 20... That's what's so scary about yeah. this This. Yeah. Uh, drop because it went from 81% in 2021 to 77% this year or right. 2023 and, rather. You know, so in two years, year, usually it's yeah, about every three to five years you guys were doing that. That's, that's the scary part. Two years, 4% drop. And it almost doesn't sound like a big deal, right? Uh, if you just say it that way and, oh, you know, consistently we're around 80%, but unfortunately, you know, we had to really present this data in a, a more truthful way by mm -hmm. digging a little bit deeper and saying, you know, that 4%, every 1% um, accounts for 2.5 million adults. There's 210 yeah, million, million people. adults in the U.S., <laughs> right? So 4% is about 10 million U.S. adults, 18 plus, that, you know, answered the question one way two years ago and uh, you know, a different way, you know, in 2023. And that question was, you know, do you approve of legal regulated hunting? And, you know, that 80, 81% down to 77%, you know, it's a significant decline. And, you know, there's been up and downs in the survey over the years, but there's never been a survey that showed declines in hunting, mm -hmm. in target shooting, and in fishing. Yeah, like, you know, everything. So, it's, um, you know, those three, you know, I think there was 3% decline in you know, fishing and 3% target shooting, 4% hunting. Mm -hmm. um, and you could dig deeper and find out, you know, a little bit more details about, um, you know, what parts of, you know, we asked about, you know, hunting for meat and hunting for trophies and all that sort of stuff. And there's varying degrees of approval. But just looking at the overall top line one, is cause for concern, you know, and, and outdoor stewards of conservation, we've got a solid board, um, you know, um, Peter Churchborns with NRA Hunters Leadership Forum, he's on our board. We've got, you know, industry and agency partners on our board. So we discussed the results of this internally and saying, you know, this is a big deal. We mm -hmm. need to do something about it. And it does match, you know, what, um, Peter was saying about the cultural acceptance of hunting, right? Yeah. So you and I talked about R3 the last time around, got mm -hmm. to recruit that next generation, retain the ones we've got, reactivate any lapsed ones. But, you know, that's still, you know, chugging along. We haven't, you know, it's only a dozen years old. We're not seeing huge gains in no. on the hunting side of things, you know, target shooting is doing good, but we have to do at the same time. We still do those R3 is add in this cultural acceptance of hunting messaging. And again, we talked about those positive contributions, but yeah. if we got to package those, uh, clean up our message and, and, and get them out there to the masses for sure. Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of why R3 is not doing as well as it should be is because hunters are really already feel like competition is super high and they're already having a hard time with uh opportunity in general so they don't want to create more of that and that's what their the mindset is like hey i don't want to bring in more hunters because then that's gonna that means i have even less tags for me or less places to go hunt for me and instead of looking at like the bigger picture, okay, you don't need to bring on uh, your buddy the same age as you. Look at right. children, um, or you also got to look at it to to the extent that most people that you bring on, and I think most people that are complaining about this are like the really dieharders. Sure. Um, they're not going to be like you. They're. They're not going to be like me. I, they're not going to spend 80, 90 days, days of field like me. Right. I know they're not. You know, it's, you know, I'm I'm a rarity because, one, I, I, I'm afforded the time to do that, number one. Most people will not have that kind of time. And two, you know, 
I I need to be there. I need like I, I I'm you know it's an affliction that I have that I have to be out in the in the wilderness <laughs> that often. And you know somebody that you're just introducing it to, you may create somebody like that. But what are the chances? Like, yeah, it's a, it's they're a very long slim. For yeah, sure. and you know, you know, state agencies don't want you know everybody to bring somebody right because they can't handle right double or you know they just we just want a slow one exactly exactly which we haven't had right unfortunately over the past couple of decades it's been very flat where we have that certain amount of hunters but the u.s population is increasing Mm -hmm. right amount of hunters staying the same so overall we're we're less percentage of the u.s population uh although i did find this interesting again you know i went back and listened to the last one and you were talking about how not only are we you know the outdoor industry doing a poor job communicating but how good a job the anti oh my uh, god and now i'm heavy into that (laughs) oh i got four and a half years ago i was like you know i knew a little bit about it but now it's like that's my job every day (laughs) like i see what they're doing they are masterful in the way they conduct their business. I went down the rabbit hole uh, yeah, yeah, last night, I think it was, sitting on the couch. Uh, I looked at PETA's uh, Instagram account, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just scrolling through all their posts. I hadn't looked at it in forever, but I just something to talk about today. And, man, they, you know, they got the celebrities on there. They got the the quality videos and the, the and fabrication of, of the, the facts, right? Mm-hmm. They... You know, they do a good job of saying how few hunters are out there. There's only a few hunters. They all are trophy hunters, and trophy hunting is bad. And I was like, so then I, I Siri, you know, how many how many vegetarians are in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. And it pulled up a Gallup poll, you know, Gallup and Pew, top two yep. <laughs> research companies in the U.S. Gallup poll from, I want to say, I think it was August of 23, so just four or five months ago. Mm-hmm. 4% of the U.S. population identifies as vegetarian and 1% as vegan. So 5%, right? right. So, you know, they, there's more hunters than there are veg- But, man, they do a great job communicating. You know, we have more hunters. So if they're saying there's a few hunters, well, there's less right. vegans and vegetarians out there. Yeah. Brutal how, they, uh, how they're doing. we got to learn a lesson from them, right? Yeah, they're... Um... Their messaging is excellent in an effectiveness way. You know, they're super effective. Um, of course, they have a much easier job than we do. You know, that's one of the one of the things that we have working against us. Like, you know, PETA can throw up a picture of a person uh, or or dead animal, whatever, and the narrative's very easy to write for that. Like, you know. They say the picture's worth a thousand words, but whose words are they, you know? And for us to, to you know, talk about conservation, what went into the hunt, da, 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 da. Like, you can't do that in a very short, concise, right. boom, boom, boom manner that is going to tug on heartstrings. Like, because science is not sexy and not um, polarizing, like, yeah. like um, you know, being emotional about things. So, um you know, it's definitely an uphill battle to, to compete at their level. Uh, and we don't want to compete with them at their level, meaning we, I don't want to put propaganda out. Like, right, I don't, we're not going to go, and yeah. go back and forth with them, just put out our side of the right, story. Right, putting out our side of the story, which is, I, I like to think the truth, you know, like the, 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 the truth and, and science and facts and integrity is usually on the side of right. the hunting public. Yeah, now mind you, there's some, bad actors out there doing things that you know but we don't we don't associate those people as hunters we associate those people as poachers right and, and hunters like poachers less than the general population right we want them to be uh to the full extent of the law i know boone and crockett's doing their poach and pay effort you know which is helping educate you know the the folks yeah. about you know that it is a crime right you know yeah but um yeah so lots of opportunity you know if you know peter again they've got you know some actors i was watching the the lady that played the sopranos you know uh, mother uh just did a she, they're gonna have a super bowl commercial featuring her and about cheese and how you know dairy products are bad and you're taking away the babies from the uh, the mom cow and all that stuff but 
Um, you know, we don't have that on our side. Uh, you know, I remember Chris Pratt, you know, big mm -hmm. movie star had a, posted something a couple of years ago about he's going to go elk hunting. And man, he got destroyed by the antis. And of course, they always do. PR guys are probably like, oh my God, you cannot ever post about hunting again. Right. So, you know, that's that scare factor. But, uh, you know, we've got, you know, several folks. You get your country music guys and your, your sports guys and stuff, you know, Carson Wentz and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. That but he got destroyed. Got a, he got destroyed for posting a bear or something. I remember. Right, yeah. but, you know, he's, still, right? he's got his yeah. show, his brother show. So you know, get we got to get these guys the messages that we create and and see if they can um, get it out to larger audiences. Right, we definitely need like that's why I'm, people complain about Joe Rogan and, and whatnot and him causing. Again, it's back goes back to more more people, more competition, whatever. Right, but <clears throat> excuse me, he's got a really big. He's got the biggest platform. You got it, yeah. And he's talking to so many people that are not hunters. And he's right. bridging that gap and he's doing Yeah, he's he's definitely done a good job. You know, anytime he says, you know, something positive about hunting and that explains the feeling you get being outside, you know, yeah. that, that helps for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, cuz well, let's look at some of these numbers, okay? You know, if you look at the fact that, and I don't know exactly what the percentages are, but I know that like we went from 84% approval for meat to 75, which is right. That's almost I 10, know. 10%. Our, our, right. Our right? biggest, you know, what we used to put our hat on, right. Those ones are, are losing uh, support as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what we're doing, you know, at Outdoor Stewards of Conservation is a couple things. We identified this and um, kind of knew, right, we need to do something quick about it. So we learned about it in probably, you know, I looked at the data March, April, April, April May. I think we presented it at a conference in May. And um, we had the opportunity to, to put in a new grant in a fish and wildlife cycle there to uh, kind of do something about it. So we received funding to develop public service announcements okay, good. that um, will tell the story about how conservation is funded as best we can in 30, 45, or 60 seconds for radio and TV spots. <clears throat> but, um, you know, I had a meeting at SHOT Show with a bunch of industry marketers about, you know, if you had 60 seconds, 60 second commercial, what, what should the yeah, Backdrop like, like a hunt, hunter hug a hunter program like Colorado yeah. has was about right. I think is the only state that has one in place. Right, yeah, and, and there's it's funny because responsive management had done this national study for us, but they've also done individual studies for about a dozen states, and only two out of those ten states or twelve states showed at least staying level or maybe even an increase in uh, cultural acceptance of hunting or support for mm -hmm. hunting. And it was Colorado and Michigan, and both of them have wildlife councils that promote the positive contributions of hunters. Right. So we know, I think, what the answer is. But those PSAs, um, you know, we're working with a company that, you know, worldwide company that gets about one and a half billion dollars in free PSAs. Uh, they have a network of 11,000 radio and TV stations. The guy running that is an outdoorsman. So oh, excellent. we're going to create these ads, get them out there. They're estimating you know, 300 million impressions, $5 million in earned media. But when we create these ads, we're going to give them to the entire industry, right? From, yeah. from Arizona DNR to uh, Ruger and to Ducks Unlimited, to, you know, how whoever wants them can access these. We're happy, we're happy to have them. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know if you know this, Jim, or not. People, right? Yeah, I don't think you and I have spoken about this, but we're uh, we're launching a, a similar program outreach to the non-hunting public. Nice. Um, hunting is human, right? And I think I'm sure, is it human with an e at the end too, or something humane? Or uh, well, that might have been one of our. Sh I think that one is one of our T-shirts. But yes, uh, okay. but we're we're going to be. Uh, <laughs> We're going to be really doing our best to reach the non-hunting public with right. the, you know, the truths, the stories and, and show people from all different walks of life, um, 
you know, this was, this was another thing as part of this, uh, this study is that, you know, white males over the age of 55 in the Midwest were the highest supporters, you know, and the lowest there's 18 to 34 year olds in the Pacific Northwest, I think, you know, so it's like, and, and then if you start looking at like racial demographics too, then, you know, with Hispanics and then blacks, and then it's like, well, there's a lot of those people that hunt too. Like, yeah, for sure. You know, you don't have to have the same face as me or look like you to, to want to be able to be outdoors and to want to understand this and to be part of, the nature and all this other stuff. And those are the stories that we want to share too with people because we don't want anybody to be excluded, number one, but we don't want the anti-hunters to keep painting this picture that, you know, it's just this white supremacist thing, you know, like, because they use all that yeah. as, as ammunition, like whether it's true or, you know, or not. It's like they do whatever they want to to make us look right. bad, you know, and that's just not a bad, that's not a, not a good look for anybody really. Yeah, um, no, it, it goes back a little bit to the R3, right? We, you know, when, when we do do that recruiting and it's not for everybody and it's, it's very regional too, right? Tons of deer and the, uh, the Southeast, right? Georgia, Alabama, harvest 20 deer a year if you wanted to in some of those places. So there's more opportunity to, to recruit, in some places than there are others. And again, we don't want everybody bringing somebody, but you know, that 3%. Mm -hmm. um, so Outdoor Stewards Conservation had done a partnership with non-typical outdoorsman TV. Uh, Eric Morris is the host and producer, and he's one of the few guys, you know, black guy that has his own TV show. It's on Pursuit Channel, very authentic, you know, not scripted. Nobody, not everybody's killing the 160 inch deer every, every uh, episode, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but his focus is on, you know, trying to expand participation through racial diversity. So we worked with them with our contacts at the state agencies and, and the manufacturers. And we took out um, for six different episodes, I think we had three or four new hunters from a state DNR. We worked with Virginia, um, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas, and um, Vermont, a couple other state agencies, Ohio. And then with manufacturers, we recruited from within um, Sig Sauer, took a couple staff out on pheasant hunt, um, uh, NRA, um, Troy Industries, Smith & Wesson. So, you know, we recruited from within mm -hmm. and then put these shows out there on TV to to kind of do what you're just talking about. You can bring somebody with you. They don't have to look like you, but man, it's, it's a better time for, for me to take somebody new than for yeah. me to do it eight million times. I still like doing it. I'm not, don't get me wrong, but uh, I had more fun uh, being a mentor or teacher or friend uh, and watching that the excitement of somebody hitting a bullseye or, you know, taking their first deer more than if I if I were to do it myself. So yeah, definitely that opportunity, and you know, we have to show right. There is, you know, there are more than just like you know the other side is saying to hunting and hunters. Yeah, yeah. I um going back to the study, like I another really alarming um statistic was the percentage of strongly disapprove right. was at its highest ever. Um, and it's kind of weird to say that like, oh, well, you know, it went down 4%, but this went up like 6 right, or yeah. 7%, something like that. Right. The far side. 20, 22%. Yeah, 22%. was it's, it's, So that's almost a quarter of the nation. Right. So the sides are getting further apart. And we're seeing this in just about every right every topic right and mm -hmm. so hunting is not uh, you know different in that aspect people are just going here you get your 10 percent going that way and 10 percent going that way 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 far away from each other um so again that that 80 percent in the middle are the ones that you know when they they used to say you know we asked two types of questions one was you know do you approve of legal regulated hunting and then we asked another question very similar no matter your opinion on hunting do you agree or disagree that it's okay for other people to hunt 
if they do so legally and in accordance with hunting laws and regulations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that dropped, you know, as well. Significantly, yeah. Unfortunately. But, you know, so it's another way to ask it just to make sure, you know. Right. There wasn't any uh, dirt within the data. And, uh, yeah, it's scary that um, that's happening out there because, like, hunters don't care, you know, what you do or don't do with your life. But when there's only one message out there and somebody says, Hey, John, is it okay for, even though you don't go hunting, is it okay for Jim? And, and you know, years, years ago, yeah, 95, yeah. 95% back in 20, uh, I think it was 2011, you know, we're 95%. Yeah. I don't hunt, but it's okay for John too. So that's down to 86%. Right. You know, and, uh, so John, you know, Hey, I know you don't hunt, but it's okay for Jim too. Eh, I don't think so. So yeah. actually, yeah, I, we're busy here at Outdoor Stewart. So we're, we're actually working again with responsive management to dig in the why, why mm-hmm. did, did your attitude change all of a sudden from it's okay for John to do it to it's not okay for John to do it. Right. Um, so we're actually, we're de- de- developing a questionnaire right now and should have that in the field. I think, um, by March. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm no statistician really <laughs> have any, have any qualifications to make this, the statement, but I have a feeling it has a lot to do with the political climate right now. Cause it used to be Jim, if you were a Democrat and I didn't agree with everything that you did, you and I could still be friends, even right. though I was yeah. a Republican. Now you're seeing more like this, you know, ideology where like, well, you're this, I'm that. And there's no, there's no common ground, right? There's like, it's, it's getting further and it's like further and further apart. Um, and I fear like this, this next election is going to make it even worse. Um, Six months ain't going to be fun. Yeah, this is, yeah, because, well, I I don't know, maybe, of course, I don't know what the heck I'm being fed out there. You never know what this, uh, what's in the media and so on and so forth. But, you know, on one hand, I feel like there's more people that were like, oh, you know, and I hate to make this about Trump or whatever, but like, well, I'll give you my my personal. I I didn't want, I voted for Trump because I thought he was the lesser of two two evils, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want him to be president for the simple fact that he is like a bull in a china shop and he's got very little, very poor bedside manner, so to speak. Yeah. (laughs) Do I think he did great things? Yeah. I think he's like his overall goals are great. Like those are, you know, aligned with a lot of what I want in life. But I also think you got to, you're, if you're a politician, you got to be a politician and, and be right. politically correct, you know? And like, it's like the way he handled things when COVID happened, like, uh, you know, the, the chlorine thing or whatever the chlorine, whatever the bleach thing, yeah. and, you know, like stuff like that. Like it, it was, it's just, it comes off crest. So what happens is you have people that even though they know Joe Biden sucks for the country, they're going to vote for Joe Biden because they hate Donald Trump so much. Right, right. It's like, you know, I'm going to do this just because I hate this guy. And anyway, so my whole point was, was like, I'm, you're starting to see, at least in media, that there was people that were outspoken against him um, are coming back around. But I was really hoping that somebody would come up out of the woodwork on the Republican side that could... Right. Do what he does, but wearing a little bit more, you know, kick, and I don't want to say wearing kick gloves, but, you know, just kind of like being a little bit more softer around the edges. And, but I guess at this point, there isn't, a, you know, there, there, yeah. isn't, there isn't anybody it's, out there right now. So, that, you know, hunting's caught up in politics because it is, yeah. you know, you know, whatever, whoever side wins, right? They get to a point. You know, the secretary of the interior who then appoints the, you know, the uh, director of U.S. Fish and Wildlife. And and you see, you know, during one administration, the Trump administration, opening up lands. We talked about this last time on wildlife refuges, you know, no no worries about uh, legislation to take away, you know, semi-automatic, you know, hunting rifles or lead ammunition. And then now we're 
fighting those battles about, um, you know, can't use lead on federal lands and this, that, the other thing. So, yeah, it's unfortunate that it is so polarized and so political. But no matter what's happening there, um, you know, I think we're on the right page with what you're doing at Howl about, mm-hmm. you know, coming up with Hunting as Human, the public service announcements that we're doing. Um, That's huge. We haven't done it on a national scale. No. Right? It's never been done. We talked we talked about trying to do it several times you know colorado hug a hunter is probably the best one out there but very regional regional mm-hmm. um so we just need to do that on uh, and you know talk to that general population so we've got a plan and uh you know hopefully we can get the at least um good metrics to show it works and then get more support for it moving forward yeah it's a long road it is it definitely it's definitely a long road but it's a necessary road um, and I think ultimately, you know, an educated public makes much better decisions, right. um, as long as they're getting the right education, you know, cause right now their education is all coming from the right. anti-hunting community or I don't even like to use a community establishment, <laughs> right. and you know, we're going to learn more about the correct messaging. You know, again, that hunter leadership forum put out a good, good book on how to talk about hunting. Now we're going to learn a little bit more about the why. You know, we did the same thing on the reactivation side of things. We knew that if you invited somebody, they would come with you, right? But mm-hmm. we did a reactivation study um, this year as well um, and dug in a little bit more, you know, the top five ways to get people back to the range or to the field that used to participate, you know, include that invitation, of course. But they also were looking for free training and, you know, practicing up on self-defense or the knowledge that you need to be, you know, practiced to mm-hmm. remain proficient in case you have to use that firearm for self-defense. They need to grow their confidence and they also need to know how to even clean their gun. Those are the top five things. And that can all be solved by that mentor, that friend, you know, that person that takes them. But in the past, we said, I'll just invite somebody, you know outside now we're saying invite them and with this message you know you're going to build their confidence you're going to show them how to clean a clean the firearm and and it's on you you know you're going to be no cost to the person that you're bringing and stuff like that so we'll we'll learn the same thing about what the positive messages are and and you know hone those messages in correctly share them with the industry and uh you know maybe we can find some some brave uh you know public figures out there that would want to push these messages as well without, uh, you know, fear of destroying their careers, unfortunately. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's crazy <laughs> how you have, you gotta kind of like look at things cause you're not sure how, how to present them. Like even now I'm thinking about <laughs> all the stuff I just said to you, like, do I go back in and edit out some of that stuff because I'm going to piss somebody off. Right. Right. And, um, it, yeah, it's... And, you know, we got one of the other things we got to do is get, you know, make our bed first too. Cause we've got when I say, you know, 60 million hats, but it's fragmented, right. You know, obviously hunters, anglers, trappers, and shooters are all different. Mm-hmm. Anglers are a lot different than hunters and, but even within the hunting community, right? I don't want more hunters. I'd like to bring a new hunter. I, I calm down, everybody. You know, yeah. we're not gonna. We're all on the same page. We got enough people trying to get rid of hunting in general. So let's not infight. Let's not say, oh, you use a, a modern sporting rifle to hunt, and then I use uh, my grandfather's, you know, eight hundred pound Woodstock uh, right. thirty thirty lever action. You know, like it doesn't matter. Like we're all on the same page. So that's been the hardest thing to to get to get across to people like yeah i mean that's part of what Howl does is getting getting people to understand thank you uh you know a person that hunts deer in georgia or whatever get them to care about what happens in colorado you know oh that doesn't affect me that doesn't you know is to get that understanding out there that no yes it does it affects you you know, and I, I've had to like draw the lines for people so they can, they can understand it. And I'm not going to do that now because everybody that's right. listens to this podcast has probably heard me say it ad nauseum, but it's, it's almost, and we're, we're our own worst enemy. And with so many things like heck today, I posted something 
on Instagram, on my personal Instagram. It was a reel. And matter of fact, it was Mark Duda on the Blood Origins podcast. And he's talking about um, his his mentor, how he was a late onset hunter. And as he did his research on hunting, he realized how important hunting is to society and how it, how important it was to civilization in general. Um, so I posted that up and you know, you got to find, um, captivating video to go along with that. So people actually watch it and listen to the words and so on and so forth. So I put up a video of me, uh, processing one of my clients actually, was a client, but he was afraid he's a friend of mine as well. Um, his elk mm-hmm. and then packing it up, you know, so it was a minute clip. So I had to, you know, chop it up, throw it together, put these words in there and I put it up there. And w- of course I got a comment from a hunter. Well, it looks like you destroyed that cape and, uh, <laughs> and you didn't show that you packed out all the meat. Well, I didn't also show that I processed the whole thing. You only saw 23 seconds of me processing it and one, uh, one leg that I'm hiking out with. So like it's, I, 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 I made that for the messaging, right? But you don't know the whole story. And I guess it's like, man, you got to tell, I mean, every single thing you put up, you got to put the start to finish the whole story and hope that somebody's going to read it because you know how many times I post things up there. And I get comments on the video or the picture and they obviously didn't read the caption that went along with it. Cause if you did, it would have either answered your question or would have, you would have kept your mouth shut about whatever comment you were going to make, you know, yeah. and it's unavoidable even in ours. And, you know, if we can minimize those comments, that'd be great. And I think it's the same thing. It's just like, all right, we're all on the same page. You know, there's, there's, you know, the tactical guys that call hunters fuds and there's, you know, fuds that, you know, again, they, they don't want them MSRs or ARs out in the woods. So it's trivial. Let's get past that. Let's all get on the same page, you know, and howl.org. I mean, I was talking to Alex Bear, uh, you know, executive director at IEHA last week while I was at SHOT. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, we just need, you know, to have these. We, we've got great messages. We got to get them out there. You know, how are we going to do that? So I said, HAL.org is already doing a great job on, you know, making it real easy to keep us informed of issues, right? So we kind of got to do of negative issues, like issues that either. Yeah, we, we're doing some, most of them negative, unfortunately. because fight, unfortunately, right? But there's positive ones out there. I think I got an email today from HAL about Washington State, you know, right? Yes. Fish, right. Yep. So great stuff. But let's build that same thing about, you know, take a second to, you know, tell how you donated meat, right? Take a second to show that you cleaned up nature. Take a second to explain how conservation is funded. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we'll get there, but, you know, these PSAs and stuff like that have, have a good opportunity to do it. And I also said, you know, we need a Bud Light moment, right? We've had, you know, one company get rid of something. Well, I'm never going to buy a pair of sneakers from them. Well, you know, we're not buying sneakers anyway. We're not mm-hmm. the right audience or, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods got rid of these type of guns. I'm never going there again or whatever. But, you know, it's like little things. We haven't, it hasn't really woken up that 60 million or, you know, 10 million hardcore hunters that are out mm-hmm. there. Um, so who knows if that if that event will happen one of these days, but uh, we do need that to yeah. wake them up. I always, I always say to myself secretly in my head, I'm like, if the PETA of PETA or HUSIS or one of these big organizations, HUSIS more likely, um, went after like elk hunting or deer hunting somewhere. They're always going after predator hunting. Right. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why they go after bears and lions is one, as you know, from your, you know, this study, that's the, the approval ratings in their favor. Sure. Yeah. Because American public does not. They've done done the research too, yeah. Yeah. They add the word trophy in there. That also, boom, goes to their favor. Um, It's very easy for them to spin the narrative in their direction. But their ultimate goal is to get rid of all hunting. They just know that they can't go directly after deer hunting or elk hunting or one of these other things they can have of really high approval because they're just going to be throwing good money away because they're going to lose. What their main scheme is here is 
to by proxy get rid of those things because they know if there's more predators on the landscape there's going to be less need for hunters to take surplus and i mean that's their goal um yeah i was gonna because i was originally going to talk to you about um you know the positive stuff right so like uh, the for for instance we have this you brought it up the, the the right to hunt and fish in Washington, but right now the West is the worst with the approval of hunting, and now mm-hmm. you get this whole thing with only sixty three percent of Americans approve uh, for them to get or- organic meat, you know, for or and and the the meat approval went down to seventy five percent from eighty four percent, so like all these things like are working against you, and it's like yeah, I don't know you don't don't want to. Uh, I hope I hope we still have a chance, you know, because yeah, it's... We've, we've got the numbers, you know. I mean, you know, Rocky Mountain Elk presented Ryan Bronson at SHOT Show about Colorado. And, you know, you know, I think it was mountain lions or wolves or something like that in Colorado. And the problem was they lost the last round, 51 to 49. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was not a lot of people showed up on either side, but we just need to activate those hunters and it sounds like again that that's happened in in washington right so um we gotta keep pushing those uh, you know what you're doing and hopefully you can get more support for what you're doing and build a bigger database and find some partners that'll get those messages out there because that that you know that will help you know you can do two things at the same time while you're fighting the good fight on you know keeping um bay of the bad legislation and then pushing the positive legislation you can also use that to remind folks hey take a break from the legislation and tell tell a good story about you know your uh your hunting or target shooting adventures so yeah yeah it's uh i i keep telling people because you see this all the time with guys opposed to because we talk about social media and how to present yourself and I get it. I had a TV show for a long time. I'm, I guess, uh, an influencer of some sort on, on social media. You know, I am not against gripping grins and stuff like that. But I feel like if you're going to post them, and I've made a much, uh, you know, more uh, I guess thought out effort right. to to doing this is when I post a grip and grin that there is the story that goes along with it sure. that i also show you know the first photo if i'm putting up a grip and grin the second photo is me packing out the meat right or I, I might even take it from the field to the plate you know right yeah. that kind of situation and i've been trying to do more of that and i've noticed which is a really shitty thing <laughs> i've noticed that my engagement has gone down significantly, Hmm. which is terrible. You know, every time I post something with a dead animal, boom, it goes way the heck up. But you post anything that's adjacent to that, it's not. It doesn't carry the same weight. So it's not only us looking at policing ourselves, and, and I don't even want to say policing ourselves, but thinking about, who's going to be looking at what you're putting out there. It's also us supporting those people that are putting things out that are helping bridge the gap between hunters and non-hunters. Right. And I think that'll, you know, you'll see those trends hopefully reverse. You see better engagement. I hope so. Positive contributions when you explain the need for it, you know, we're losing the middle because we're not telling the, the story. So sure. Story. I mean, I mean, I could, I can equate the same thing to even my podcast. Okay, so a podcast that I do that is a you know how to um, tactics oriented podcast on my personal podcast Days in the Wild. If I do something like that, I'll see anywhere from five thousand on the low end to ten, fifteen thousand on the high end downloads. Mm-hmm. I can post something that's conservation or talking about stuff like this oriented and sometimes it'll be hard to break a thousand downloads right right so 
set the bar low for <laughs> for the talk about research, right? <laughs> well, you know, I'm the thing is like, I mean, not that it should be more, but it should be pretty dang high because if you want to be able to use those tactics, you know, right. that I'm giving you, if you want to be able to uh, engage in hunting and live that story that we're telling or whatever, you need to be active to help save those things. And in order to and do that, you need to be informed. Like, right. so, you know, and most I, people listening won't know that there's a problem. So now they know there's a problem. Right. They, they know what the solution is and just needs folks to act on it. And, yeah. but I'll have to learn a thing or two about social media from you. And I'm all, New to this, we got yeah. Dr. Stewart's is on Instagram and just started a YouTube channel for those, you know, some of those shows we did and videos about telling the three parts of conservation funding, the manufacturers, the agencies, and then most importantly, the hats. Mm -hmm. um, but I just don't know how to get engagement. So I might have to pick your brain on that. Sure. Like, Absolutely. Not knowing. <laughs> yeah. New skill here. <laughs> I, I mean, I could definitely help you. But I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore either because it keeps changing. <laughs> it keeps changing. And, yeah. you know, I, I look back. Um, of course, there's a lot of conspiracy out about this too, so I don't really know. But I don't know if it's true because I see other people in our space that do very, very well. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, there was a time where I only had like – six or seven thousand people followers or whatever right, on yeah, yeah. on on instagram and i would get you know 10 to 15 percent engagement okay okay yeah. which is huge right. right yeah for sure yeah and now that i have like thirty-eight thousand, mm -hmm. i'm hard pressed to get one percent Right, yeah, and it's, it's like, like I said, something so, I got to do, but... Uh, and I know, I, I can only equate it to a couple of things. One, like I said, the last three years, I've been really trying not to, I don't post kill shots, really. Every once in a while, I'll let one go, um, if it's got a story attached to it. Gotcha, okay. Um, the grip and grin stuff is always associated with other things, so those two particular things still do very well. Um, every once in a while I get a, and I can't explain it. I'll get a reel or something that just goes wildfire. Like I just posted one of, I stalked up on a little buck, like a little 110 inch, like three by three muley, uh, on my way back to the truck. And I posted that reel and it's got like 40 or 50,000 views on it right now. Nice. Like, I, but it's, there's nothing, you can't barely no even see the deer. Reason, right? You can yeah. barely even see the deer. So I don't I don't even know. I don't know what that is all about. But I do know that my efforts to um my efforts to control or again I didn't really like to use the word police, but you know, people understand what I'm saying. Police what I put on social media um so that it's more palatable to everyone and not just my you know, my close demographic um ever since i've done that i've definitely had a lot less engagement hmm. which sucks which sucks yeah. because you like so like right now we're having this conversation we're talking on this podcast and i just gave you those those statistics about my my personal podcast and you're like well how does that break you know, us talking about that's not going to get people fired up about it because the people that are listening are still the people that were going to listen to this type of material right. anyway. Yeah. Unless they go out and they grab their friends and be like, hey, you know what? You should really listen to this, <laughs> which is probably not going to happen. No, not, we're not all that engaging. Yeah. Research isn't a, isn't a, but, you know, we just need to reach a few, few of the right people with this message. And yeah. at Outdoor Stewards, we have a strong board. We actually just added Julie Gallup. I saw that. Board which is awesome, right? She's great with social media and, and communication and with her leadership skills. And actually, we're going to bring on uh, Tim Brandt, who is the owner of Murray Road Ad Agency, who helped us out with uh, some some work throughout the year. So I, I knew my weak spots and filling those with some board members that are going to help 
you know, get us to be better communicators. But, um, you know, a lot of opportunities to work with uh, with our partners. And like I said, I love what, you know, you and Howell are doing and stuff. So we'll we'll be pushing what you're doing. And uh, if, you, if you ever get the need to push somebody toward how conservation is funded, just send them our way. Absolutely. No, for sure. I'd definitely like to do something with you guys on that, on the PSA stuff. Um, yeah. That's it's huge. It is. That's just what, what we need as a, as a group. So, well, awesome. I uh, appreciate you coming on and working through all my, uh, my senile <laughs> moments. It's about, you know, some things we got going on here. And if anybody wants more info on us, it's outdoorstewards.org. Or if they're on Instagram at outdoorstewards. That's where you can find more info about us. Thirty thousand, oh, sorry, $300,000 worth of free research on our website, on reactivation, on American attitudes, everything that we talked about today, it's all available for free, you know, funded by grants. So we want people to know about it and go get it and spread the word. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on. All right. Good to talk to you again, John. Likewise. about you know some things we got going on here and if anybody wants more info on us it's outdoorstewards.org or if they're on instagram at outdoorstewards that's where you can find more info about us with 30 oh, sorry three hundred thousand dollars worth of free research on our website on reactivation on american attitudes everything that we talked about today it's all available for free you know funded by grants so we want people to know about it and go get it and spread the word